Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Ben, and in this episode of the Smoking Hot Confessions Barbecue Podcast, we're chatting with the reserve grand champion and the grand champion winners of the Kandari Barbecue Festival. Hey family, I hope you're well wherever you are and you got that thin blue smoke rolling. Now today's a super special episode. We are talking with the reserve grand champion and the grand champion winners of the Kondari Barbecue Festival. Now that is Dave Kenyon from Black Glove Barbecue as reserve grand champion and Matt Redman from Primal Iron Barbecue, the, the grand champion winning team. Now, before we do jump into that, I've got a couple of quick announcements that I want to run by you. The first is that you need to keep the weekend of June 26 and 27 free. Smoking Hot Confessions, we're going to put on the world's first virtual barbecue conference. It's going to be a two-day event. It's going to be in your lounge room. And we're going to be bringing the best uh, barbecue pitmasters and business owners from around the country to hang out with you. The first day, the Saturday, is going to be all about cooking barbecue. So we're going to be jumping into the backyards of various pitmasters, competitors and whatnot. And then the second day is going to be all about barbecue business. So if you own a barbecue business or if you're thinking about getting into one, you're going to want to check that one out as well. Now, the next is that if you are just at the beginning of your barbecue journey, we do have our free ebook available for you, The Beginner's Guide to Real Barbecue. It's available on the smokinghotconfessions.com website. Just head on over there. A pop-up window is going to appear. Put your details into that and we'll shoot it straight out into your email for you. Next, do come over and join us at the Smoking Hot Confessions barbecue community in Facebook. It is dead set the friendliest barbecue community around. All the guff is left at the door. We don't care where you come from. We don't care what you cook on, just as long as you're into barbecue. And we just hang out all day and that's all we talk about. So it's a great place to be if you're looking for a nice, friendly family-friendly place to hang out. Now, if you are watching this video on YouTube, do give us a thumbs up, a subscribe, and hit that notification bell. If you're on Facebook, give us a like and a share and uh, give us a comment, and also make sure you're following us. If you're on IGTV, it's the cute little love heart and the follow. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please do give us a five-star rating and review because that really helps us out as well. Okay, now this episode, as I said, we do have Dave Kenyon from Black Glove Barbecue coming up first, and then Matt Redman from Primal Iron Barbecue coming up second. Now, it's going to be really interesting to hear what these two fellas have to say. Dave, I'm not real familiar with. I don't think I've met him before, so it's going to be really interesting to, to get to know him through this process and hear what he has to say. Uh, he came all the way from Sydney up to the Sunshine Coast for that barbecue festival, so we know he's a pretty serious guy about his barbecue. And then, of course, there's Matt Redman from Primal Iron Barbecue. They've been great friends to the show here for many years. Uh, I think it's Matt's first appearance on the show. We have had team captain uh, Adam on a couple of times, so it's going to be Matt's first time in the hot seat, so that's going to be pretty good fun as well. But I think that's probably about all you need to hear out of me. Let's get these fellas in here. This is the internationally awarded Smoking Hot Confessions Barbecue Podcast with your host, Ben Arnott. How long has it been since your last confession? Dave, welcome to The Confessional, my friend. How are you, buddy? Yeah, good, Ben. How about yourself? Mate, good. It's been a long, hot day. I've been building a new barbecue area out the back here and I've uh, been, you know, on the angle grinder and the power drill and the drop saw and all that sort of stuff and then jumping inside and doing podcasts and going back outside again. So it's a very crazy Australia day for me. Yeah, it's a bit different to mine. We woke up, went down to the beach this morning and set up the gas Weber GA and cooked breakfast and... Went for a swim and then come back and had a sleep and woke up and here I am. 
<laughs> Mate, that sounds like a like the way Australia Day is meant to be celebrated. That sounds perfect. So, mate, first of all, congratulations on getting your RGC at, at Kondari on the weekend. Mate, how did it feel? Oh, mate, it felt unreal. Like, we spent two weeks on the trip having a bit of a holiday on the way up here to get across the border because we're from Sydney. So we left Sydney on the 8th of January and then spent a couple of days or well, five days in Newcastle, two days in Coffs, and we spent four at Lismore and then three at Tweed. Also, we could just get across the border and come up here, so the competition yeah right okay five days in newcastle i um i did my university in newcastle where'd you go there oh uh, we stayed at jesmond and just went for, just spent a few days just wandering around newcastle and eating and drinking and at the beach and just yeah just trying to chill out and unwind after work yeah right I, I did live in jesmond for a little while did you end up at the star hotel at all no we didn't so. ah I used to work there as a bouncer back in the bad old days. <laughs> so, mate, tell us about Kondari Barbecue Festival itself. It took you a couple of days to get up here. Tell us about the actual festival. Yep. Oh, look, the festival was unreal. Like, we came up here for it last year and we got walked away with first place pork ribs last year. But this year it was set on the, other, on the hotel side of the pub. So a lot of the teams were set up outside their hotel rooms and, but because my partner, her family lives in Harvey Bay, so we I we opted against booking a hotel room and we just set up site and I stayed at their place, which is where I'm staying at the moment. We're here for another week and yeah, it was a, it was a different competition the last year and the festival side of things didn't really go ahead because of COVID and um, it, was, it was basically just a competition. So it was a different competition and so yeah, glad that we come away with a win in the end. Well, yeah. that is anyway. Yeah, so good, man. So good. So give us a breakdown yeah. of the um, of how you went in the different categories. Well, chicken, like uh, we come fifth place for chicken. Uh, I thought the chicken was probably some of the best chicken that I've ever put in a box. Which nice. Fifth place, better results that we've had for chicken. Uh, lamb, we come third for lamb. And uh, pork was 14th and beef was 11th. So, right, so you're nice and consistent then to be able to uh, sort of know you didn't drop any one category, which is how you got up to uh, to RGC yeah. there. Very yeah. nice, very nice. So when it comes to the chicken there, what uh, what cuts do you like to do for the chicken? I just do chicken thighs. So I just do thigh pillows and that's basically all I put in a box of chicken. That's a very humble way of saying it. Just, just chicken thigh pillows, because I know that a lot of work goes into uh, into getting those chicken yeah. thigh pillows. Probably a good couple of hours of trimming there to get those thighs done and ready for comp. So, like I, I done all my trimming at home and froze it all and chucked it in a Waco and that stuck in stuck that in the back of the car for the two weeks on the way up here and pulled it out at each motel room and. Just made sure that my meat was kept good by the time I got up here. Wow. So it was a, like a two-week transit with the meat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so good, dude. So good. So good. So when it comes to doing those uh, those chicken pillows, who gets to do the uh, the yeah. skin scraping? Unfortunately, that's me. It's all me. 
So, look, I'm not a fan of it, but I don't think anybody really is a fan of scraping chicken skins, but it's just just a job that's got to be done, I think. It is, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So when it comes to the team then, are you like a like a one-man team or do you have like a group of people and do you divvy the divvy the proteins up to individual people or how do you organise nah, that? It's pretty, much, it's pretty much just me and the missus. So I do all the cooking, I do all the meat prep, all the cooking. And the missus, she just helps out on the day and like helps clean up and uh, running boxes for me and part, doing parsley and those sort of things. But I'm the one that does all the, the cooking and prep and Wow, all that's that sort intense. of fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty full on. So that's the chicken then. What were some of the other categories did you say? Uh, was it pork ribs or open pork? It was open pork. Ooh, so we just okay. done pork ribs. So off the back of our coming away with the win for pork pork ribs last year, I thought, oh, why not? We'll just, just stick with it and just do pork ribs again. But it just didn't quite pay off this year. Oh, that's a shame. Not quite there. Yeah. So how do you like to go about building a pork rib box? Do you do Cadillac cuts? Do you do single cuts? Is it one stack, two stacks? Just give us an idea of how you like to put together your, your pork rib box. I try and do two stacks of six. So I use two rack. Generally, I try and get two racks in the box. So a rack of six ribs at the back and then six ribs at the front on top of the six on the back. That's a big so box. Just try and- Yeah. That's what I try and aim for. Uh, I've got 12 in the box on Sunday, but sometimes sometimes it doesn't quite pay out and I only get six in the box, but I try and get 12 in there all the time. Is that to just to try and make a big impression with the judges, to try and sort of oversupply the judges? Yeah, just to try and, just try and fill the box up a little bit more and uh, make the box look a little bit more presentable. So that's what I try yeah, and aim that- for and sometimes. Yeah, cool. Um, all right, so then what was next? Was it open beef? Nah, after pork it was lamb. So for lamb, look, I've um, tried, uh, cooked, was it a lamb shoulder, and then I've done a couple of racks of lamb cutlets that I put in the box. So I put uh, pulled lamb on the right-hand side of the box and on the left of the rack, uh, six portions of cutlets over the, and had laid the bones over the top of the pulled pork, uh, pulled lamb, sorry. Nice, yeah. I I do love pulled lamb. It's delicious stuff. Do you have a uh, some like some particular lamb rubs that you prefer to use, or do you have like do you make your own? Oh, look, I generally generally tend to run with tree bark. Look, I've tried a few different rubs on the market. I just keep going back to tree bark, and I'll mix it with a couple other little things, and just to mix it up a little bit and. I'll grind down the tree bark a little bit because I think it's a little bit coarse. And that's what I tend to run with. So I've tried a couple other things in the past, but I don't know, tree bark just tends, tends to get the results for me. Yeah, that's interesting that you say that you grind it down a bit. Do you prefer that sort of that, that powdery texture? Yeah. I just found find it straight out of the box. It was just a little bit coarse and a little bit grainy. So just to get through a um, like a coffee grinder, just to grind it up a little bit more. Yeah, right. Okay. And so does that does that make it stick more evenly to the meat? Then is that is that the rationale behind that? 
Yeah, that's what I find. And um, like, yeah, it's eat more even across the meat, and probably a bit better mouthfeel too when you're eating it. I find. Um, yeah, look, I've tried it. I've asked the missus, and she tends to prefer it ground up a little bit more too. So, if that's what she prefers, and that's what everyone seems to like more, so that's what I run with. Yeah, yeah, hard to argue with that, isn't it? Yeah. So what was next after lamb then? Uh, after lamb, it was open pork. So I just done, yeah, just purely pork ribs. And uh, I ended up wrapping my pork ribs a little bit too early. And when I pulled them out of the wrap, all my rub had sort of washed off in the butter bath. Oh, no. But, yeah, so I wasn't too happy with them. but And I ran out of rub, so I didn't have any rub to put back on top of them. So I just... Sort, uh, sourced them a couple of times just to try and get a bit of colour into them. But, yeah, not the best pork ribs that I've handed in, that's for sure. No, and, and how did that go in terms of getting the colour back, just just uh, putting a couple of layers of sauce on? Look, it did help, uh, but, look, I didn't quite get that red colour out of it. Like, it was more leaning on the brown side of colour-wise. So, but I still, yeah, it, it did, did, did improve it a lot. That's Doing good, the, that's good. Just, yeah, just putting a thick layer of sauce on top of them really improved the pork ribs. Yeah, so good. And so then what's uh, what's next after that, beef? Yeah, it was open beef. Uh, we just brought a, we've done a brisket this time, a WX9 brisket that we got from, along with the rest of our meat from East Blacks on Butchery. And um, yeah, trimmed all that up at home and, I put, ended up putting eight slices of uh, flat in the box along with six burn ends. So it turned out all right. And is the WX9, is that your standard uh, go-to brisket for competitions? Yeah, 100%. Uh, that's all I ever use at competitions. So just it, I just find Rangers Valley beef is just really consistent. Uh, never had an issue with it for home. If I'm ever cooking a brisket at home, it's usually just a, well, not just, but a black onyx brisket. I just find they're so consistent for what they are and they offer excellent value for money. Yeah, I was going to ask um, if, if there was a difference between the brisket that you cook for competitions and the brisket that you cook at home because I find that uh, when I'm cooking at home, I prefer like a like a an, an Angus uh, brisket, um, something like that, as opposed to, say, a, a, a Wagyu brisket. Um for, for me personally, I find the Wagyu just to be really heavy and I find even just like a just like a ribeye steak, if I just buy just a ribeye steak, uh, uh, ribeye Wagyu, I can only get about a half, two-thirds of the way through it and I'm done. Yeah, I'm the same. I just find Wagyu is a little bit rich and sometimes over the top. So, look, if I'm ever going to eat Wagyu, it would only be a small amount. But see at home, it's usually just me and the missus. So, look, I don't tend to do a lot of cooking brisket cooks just because it is only the two of us and cooking a whole brisket for two people is just, uh, look, it's not wasteful because we ended up freezing it and use it in other ways, but for two people, it's probably just a bit much for us. And yeah. this is, she's not too fond of it. So. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. I don't know. She'd rather eat a steak any night of the week over brisket. Has she, <laughs> Has she explained why? Is it a texture thing or? 
Uh, I think probably just in the early days when I first started doing comps, like I was just cooking it all the time and it's just, I think I fed her too much brisket to start with it. Now she's just a bit turned off by it. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Bit of, bit of overkill on the brisket there. Yeah. Huh. So. Uh, interesting. And tell me, how, how does the WX9 go with the burnt ends? Uh, look, it takes, you've got to render them a lot further. Um, try and get all the fat rendered down in them. Uh, look, I'll probably render, try and render the fat for probably a good hour and a half, two hours in a sauce bath after the, uh, after the brisket's cooked, after the point's cooked. Like I'll let the point come out for a rest and then I'll put it back in a, in a sauce bath for about an hour and a half, two hours just to try and render it, finish rendering all that fat out. Yeah, right. Okay. So do you um, cook the brisket whole then and then separate it later or do you separate the point from the flat before you even start? No, I separate it before I start. Ah, interesting. Very cool. Um, so I, I guess then part of my questions for you then, we discussed um, that it had taken you two weeks to, to come up from, from Sydney. Um, why yep. all the way to Kondari from Sydney? That's a hell of a long way. It is. As a, uh, I've got, um, look, it wasn't just for a barbecue competition, I'll be honest. Uh, like my missus, her family lived in Harvey Bay too, so that's why we come up last year and they come down to our place for Christmas. I think they got down, I think, oh, I think it was a Thursday before Christmas and then a sister come down. Her sister was also in Harvey Bay too. They got down on the Sunday and I think that's when uh, Anna announced the Orders were closing from the 1am on a Tuesday. So they had basically on the Monday morning, the next morning at 4am, they all jumped in the car and left our place and they returned back to Harvey Bay and they had to self-isolate for two weeks when they got home. Oh, wow. So it basically, yeah, it put a dampener to our Christmas and I just sort of said to Cara that, look, we'll get up there in January. We'll do the right thing. We'll spend the 14 weeks outside Sydney and, and then um, 14 days. while we're up there, we'll, yeah. We'll you said the 14 weeks. The <laughs> oh, yeah, 14 days, sorry. And, um, yeah, we've done all my meat prep at home and done as much prep that I could for the competition and chucked everything in the trailer and the freezer in the car and spent the 14 days travelling up here for the competition. And now we're up here for another two weeks and then we'll head home. Yeah, so good, mate. So good. And will you take another two weeks to, to do the journey home or will you just sort of bust straight down nah. there? We'll just go straight down. I think we'll probably spend a night in coughs on the way back just because we got the little one and the 14-hour trip with the little one's probably a bit much for her. That's a bit rough, yeah. So, yeah. So we'll split it up. We'll probably do seven-hour coughs or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we just had a, uh, a comment come through here saying, how do we ask questions? So all of the comments that are coming through on Facebook on the live feed there, I can see them all there. So uh, just a quick reminder for you, at the top of, the, um, of, of this post where this live video is coming through, there's a description. In the, in the description is a link. You need to click that link to let my software see your name and your profile picture. 
and then I'll be able to know who we're talking to in the comments there. So if you do have a comment that you want to, or a, sorry, a question that you'd like to ask Dave, just pop it in the in the standard comments there in the Facebook Live video, and it pops up on my screen over here. I can see it over here. Alrighty, Dave. So give us a bit of an idea about your comp experiences to date. You said that you did um, so Kondari this year. Obviously, you did Kondari last year. Tell us about your your yep. competition experience. Uh, well, look, uh, Kondari just gone by. That was our sixth comp. So the first comp that I actually, how I got into comp barbecue was I first started with uh, Rob Thraves at Meat and Mudgy. I think it was uh, 2019. Uh, and uh, I went along to Meat and Mudgy and cooked with Rob Thraves and Dion from Smoking Hot and Saucy for the weekend. And I just, I was hooked from the first minute of it, first comp that I'd done. And from there, I went to Meat Stock Sydney again with Rob and Dion from Smoking Hot and Saucy and um, cooked with them guys again. And then I decided, look, uh, I thought I'd start my own team up and I got a couple of mates together and we signed up for Hope Estate. And um, in the end, the mates bailed on me and it was just me and the missus that went up. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I just thought, yeah. Why not? If we can do one comp, we can do more on our own and just sort of see what happens from there. And uh, that first comp was Hope Estate and we ended up coming away with third place pork ribs and seventh overall. And from there we went to the Dam Hotel. I can't remember results for that comp, but they weren't great. I think we come 18th or 19th overall. Um, and then we went from there down to Kangaroo Valley. Uh, I think you were at the Kangaroo Valley for that comp, uh, but I didn't yep. end up getting a chance to meet up. Um, I think we come like 12th overall at Kangaroo Valley. And I think I've got fourth place chicken. Fourth of, yeah, fourth place chicken. So didn't quite get a call up there, but was happy with fourth place chicken. And um, from there, we. That was at the end of 2019. The start of last year, we come up to Kandari, so that was our fourth comp. And then the week after Kandari, we'd done the dam again, where I ended up had a pretty good comp at the dam. I got second place chicken, uh, fourth place lamb, fifth place brisket, and fifth overall. Pretty tough field at that competition. And for our sixth comp, it was just on the weekend back up here at Kandari again. Wow, so you're only six comps in and you're picking up RGCs already. Yeah. yeah. That's so, awesome. I've still got a fair bit to work on. Um, I think text juice killed me on the weekend. Uh, looking at the scores too, my text juice wasn't quite there. So, but something to work on anyway. Just a time. bit more practice, mate. That's all. That's it. So, it's been a long time between comps. So, it was a little bit rusty on the weekend, I think. Yeah, no, nah, it's all good, man. It's all good. Well, look, mate, thanks very much for, for letting us know how you went at Kondari and congratulations on, on getting that done. Mate, you've, uh, you've had a ripper of a ride to get here so far and best of luck with it in the future. Cheers, Ben. It's good having a chat to you. Got a project you'd like to work on with the SHC team? Shoot Ben an email on ben at smokinghotconfessions.com and let's have a conversation.
All righty, Matt, thank you for joining me in the confessional today. We're here to talk about Kondari, mate. How are you? Mate, very good. Uh, a little bit weary, but over the moon and just in almost disbelief. I'd imagine so. I mean, that was probably what, uh, was that Saturday or Tuesday they made the announcement? Uh, Saturday. Uh, sorry. Sorry, Saturday or Sunday, I meant to say. Today's Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, Saturday, Saturday after. Okay, and so today's Tuesday, and I can see that you're still up there, and you're uh, and you're exhausted. So it's been one hell of a party, eh? Yeah. Well, actually, we're actually home now. We drove home today. Um, left left uh, left at about eight o'clock this morning, and got home at uh, about lunchtime. So a bit of traffic through the sunny coast there, but um, yeah, it was, it was good to be home. Yeah, must be. Yeah, I I apologise. I thought I recognised the uh, the roof behind you as the little outdoor eating area there at the uh, Kandari Hotel. Yeah, I, I would like to be still, I'd love to still be up there, but um, no, it's uh, got to get back to reality now. Yeah, yeah. So it, it was the first barbecue festival for the year. Set the scene for us. What was it like? It was it was absolutely fantastic to catch up with um, a lot of the, the teams we tend to spend a lot of time with. Um, fantastic meeting a lot of new teams. Um, it, it was it's so, we were so looking forward to it all of our families come up we we make a uh, we make a bit of a, a a mini holiday out of it um you know the the it's it's our favorite favorite competition that we do it here we look forward to it um yeah. <laughs> it was a crazy weekend for us yeah yeah so you were just saying that it's your favorite weekend it's your favorite competition and it was a little bit crazy there we just had a bit of a bit of an internet hiccup um okay so yeah now i understand that this year was a little bit different to previous years can you tell us how it was a bit different uh so there was no festival this year and under normal circumstances we compete over on the the paddock adjacent to the to the Kondari hotel um but this year we competed out of our rooms um, so it was, it was, it was, it was like no comp we've ever done before. Um, the whole scenario of running from your room, uh, to the cooker and back was, it was, it was different. Um, but I think we all appreciated the, the creature comforts and the air conditioning. Um, and of course the pool. Yeah, I was there at, uh, at at Kondari in 2019 and uh, I was competing with my buddy Anthony's Black Bark Barbecue team. And I remember it was 45 degrees in the front marquee and 55 degrees in the back marquee for the food prep. So it must have just been heavenly being inside that hotel room with the aircon on. It genuinely was. Uh, we were very, very lucky that the weather was uh, very kind to us. I, I think on the Sunday was like 29 degrees. Um, so... It was slightly overcast, nice, nice sea breezes coming through. So it still wasn't that bad compared to to what most Australia Day comps are. Um, but still, the air conditioning just was like a a, a gift from Ali. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Now, mentioning uh, just sort of competing out of hotel rooms there, that's quite a brave move on on um, on Ali's part there. Because I can, like, I've seen what. Uh, comp prep sites end up looking like i've seen what uh you know i hate to say it but the public bathrooms at the barbecue competitions end up looking like so i think letting all you blokes cook out of your hotel rooms was incredibly brave um how, how did your room end up 
Uh, well, we were very well behaved. We had our families with us. So, um, you know, we, we tend to uh, uh, be kept on a short leash when the, the wives are around. So um, thank goodness there, you know, we were uh, relatively clean. Um, we, we didn't really get into too many other rooms. So I, I, I can't imagine what, what the state of those rooms were, but look, everybody's very well behaved and there's, um, you know, a lot of respect for, Ali and the competition that she runs and and I can only imagine that regardless of how messy it got uh, you know my my thoughts would be that everybody was behaved enough to uh, clean up after themselves <laughs> I'd, I'd certainly imagine so I just uh, I'd, I know myself that there's a habit of scraping that chicken skin and then flicking the knife and I've just got this horrible image of just uh, chicken fat smeared all over the wall <laughs> uh, well <laughs> uh, I'm not saying that there wasn't chicken fat on the window of the kitchen, um, but there may have been. May have been, yeah, all right. Very cool. So, man, give us a rundown of the competition. How did it go for you? Which which hand-ins came together fluidly? Which ones were a bit harsh for you? Give us the rundown. Um, so, look, to be honest with you, we're, we're very, very lucky that we have uh, – four uh, team members in our team who basically will typically take on a single protein each. So um, we, we have a, a fair bit of practice in pulling these things together. So um, everything came together relatively easily and, and um, with a good flow. Um, the, the, in my opinion, um, when we were doing our cook for the chicken hand in, um, that that was the only one that I thought that we were in massive trouble with. Um, I tried four pieces of the chicken that I cooked and every one of them to me was slightly overcooked and a little bit on the dry side. So I was okay. not confident, not confident at all. Right. Okay. Um, and so did you, yeah. uh, what did you do to try and rescue that chicken? Well, to be honest with you, nothing. By that stage, the box was handed in. It was. Oh, it was, sorry. You you tried the chicken the after the box was gone. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, I, I the, the the other boys in the team were fairly adamant that they had good pieces. Um. So, look, hopefully, I got the, I got to try all of the rotten bits. But, um, you know, it was it was a it was a bit of a, a bit of a scare for me. Um. But I mean, look, the rest of the protein boxes came together just beautifully. The, the the lamb box was what we thought was genuinely our strongest box. It was, it was the same box basically that we handed in up at Aussie world. Um, it looked tidy. It was so nice. Flavor profile was bang on. We were really happy with it. Um, pork ribs just were beautiful. Nice, nice pullback on the bones. Great color. Um, you know, the taste was fantastic. And, uh, you know, we were in a, a really enviable position with our beef that uh, we cooked some beef ribs and we cooked some brisket and we were, <laughs> we, we, we had a, a, a tough time deciding what to put in the box. It just, it just all came together really beautifully and, you know, just got, got the, uh, got the right table, I suppose. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. So just, uh, just zooming back to the lamb there, you, you said that was your strongest box. Sure. How did it place? Um, it came tied 14th, which was obviously, you know, you, you hate to, um, 
you know, be anything other than grateful for, for any, any, any rating that you get. But, um, you know, we, we genuinely thought that it was a, a, a top 10 box. Um, you know, the presentation scores were lower than we're, we're used to receiving. Um, but look, you know, I guess that's just the way it rolls. The, the, the flavors and the textures were there. Um, we got some decent scores in there, a couple of outliers. Um, but look, you know, I guess any given day, any given box, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and what did end up going into that beef box? You mentioned ribs and brisket. Yeah, so um, <laughs> we, we cooked a, a Rangers Valley um, WX9 uh, brisket. And um, Adam, who is our uh, beef cook, just smashed it out of the park. And uh, we opted for the brisket slices. The, the beef rib we just felt was just a little bit too fatty. Um, and the, the brisket was, was a, it was a really, really good beef. The brisket it had a really nice beefy flavor without being too beefy. And, um, the burn ends just came together. Just like, they were like little beefy marshmallows. Oh, nice. So they went in the box as well then the, 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 uh, burn ends. Yeah. Yeah. So we had slightly. Sorry, just say that again. We lost that to the internet. Sorry. Uh, yeah, we handed in slices and burn ends. Nice. Very nice. So good. And so that this is your second, no, third year at Kondari now, and uh, it's your second right. year as, as grand champion. So congratulations on that, back-to-back grand champions. Um, how did um, that actually, feel? <laughs> actually, uh, Bluebird won Kondari last year. Did you win the first one? Uh, no, no, we won Aussie World the comp before, um, but um, Bluebird won. Yeah. That's why I'm getting confused. That, that's why I'm getting confused because you won the one before and then this one now. That's why I'm thinking two in a row. Okay, sorry. Yeah. All right, so um, so two in a row, grand champion at, at Aussie World, grand champion here. Mate, how does it feel when they call out your name as grand champions? It, it's it's absolutely insane. Um the, the the quality of the field in both comps is it's absolutely daunting. I mean, there are some enormous hitters, um, you know, that come into these competitions. And I, I think if you ask any, any of the other teams who you thought would win either of those comps, I don't think anybody would have chosen us. I mean, I know we certainly didn't. Um, <laughs> it's a, it's, it's an extremely humbling, uh, position to be in um we're extremely grateful which is why it's very very difficult to even think about complaining about any hand in um scores that we receive so yeah oh so good man so good and so what do you put this this success down to um consistency to be honest we uh you know we we, we drive each other um we try to make sure that what we do is a bit of a collective. Um, we, we bounce ideas and, and criticism and critiques off each other. And there's, you know, there's, there's no egos. Um, everybody listens to everybody and we just, just consistency is, is what we aim for. You know, we, we, we don't try to, we don't try to win every category. We just try to do our best and be happy with what we hand in. Yeah, that's an interesting point that you don't try to uh, to particularly sort of win any one category. So, because I I think a lot of teams they they decide that's it. I want the chicken trophy, 
and they'll just focus all their attention and all their energy on the chicken and then they drop something else um, because all that energy and all that focus is going in there. So do you think half the trick is being able to, to, to divide your energy equally and lift all four or five or six categories as high as you can with that same amount of energy and dedication and love and care? Oh, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, the minute you, you, you focus on a single category is the minute you take your eye off another category. Um, I, I, I have to say my hat off to uh, people like Dave and, and um, you know, Scotty and, and all these guys that barbecue alone um, or, you know, pretty much alone. Um, I, I, I just don't know how they do it. I, I struggle with one protein focusing on that. So these guys that, you know, like come out and do four proteins on their own, it's just, it's, uh, you know, it's a testament and a credit to themselves, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So at, at Primal Iron, do you guys, do you divvy up the protein? So like you're the chicken guy and Adam's the brisket guy and someone else's ribs and someone else's, or do you all cross train and, um, and, uh, and, and all do everybody's uh, different hand-ins? No. So we, we, we each have a protein. I'm chicken, as you said, uh, Adam's brisket or, or beef. Um, Carl we know how that is, chicken fat got uh, on the window then. Sorry? I said, we know how that chicken fat got on the window then. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, sorry. I interrupted. Yeah, it's, no, it's all good. <laughs> uh, so uh, Adam is our beef. Uh, Carl is our lamb guy, and he also takes care of our shoulder, uh, you know, pork boxes. And uh, Christian does our pork ribs and um, jumps in Carl uh, with the, the pork shoulder from time to time. Uh, we don't. We don't cross train on each other's proteins as such. I mean, I, I think we've all been involved in the process enough to be comfortable stepping in if if we needed to help out. Um, but I think having you know the specialists uh, in 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 the proteins is is the we head down and you know it could be could be a folly of ours that you know if we ever had to go without somebody then we might you know, might not do quite as good a job, but, you know, I think we're all fairly comfortable with how things roll at the moment and, you know, what the, the, the processes are that we have in place. And so I, I kind of feel like we'd be able to uh, jump in. I don't know whether or not anybody would happy be happy about having to do chicken. Uh, I think it's a running, running gag in our, in our, uh, in our team that, you know, nobody likes chicken. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think anybody likes chicken at all. Now that's that's interesting the way that you describe the way that you sort of divide up the not just the categories, but I I did hear you say that one of your fellas does pork ribs, the other one does pork shoulders. So you're not even dividing the categories, you're breaking it down even even further than that. So with with COVID happening and all the different shutdowns and the comps cancelled and all that sort of stuff, you guys managed to come straight out at uh, at Sunny Coast after such a long break, pick up a GC and then have a pretty long break after that, pick up another GC. Do you think that, that your team strategy of dividing it down like that, do you think that that sort of helped you during during lockdown? Like, were you able to practice and just focus on your particular uh, protein? Um, so I, I think having our processes down pat is what our biggest strength was. Um, we only had one practice the week before uh, Kondari. Um, I think we had one practice the week before Oz, or two weeks before Aussie World. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. It, it, I think it's just, you know, 
look, to be honest with you, I, I, I think the whole process of um, the amount of practice that we've done in the past and, you know, the, the number of times that we've failed and, and we have failed spectacularly. Um, uh, I, I think, you know, that's what teaches us more than the successes. And, you know, we have a, we have a policy that, you know, you don't change it if it's not broken. And, and, you know, if we, if we think something's broken or needs adjusting, you know, we, we, we'll, we'll talk about it and, uh, mm -hmm. but, um, you know, my, my opinion is, is you learn more from your mistakes than you do from your successes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We have a saying in, in jujitsu, we say we, we win or we learn. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Now, with those competition practices that that you mentioned there, do you guys all get together and uh, and and do all the competition practice like as if it were a competition, or do you um do you sort of just have ha have one practice and say, okay, look, we'll just do a practice chicken this week. Next week we'll do a practice ribs. Next week we'll do a practice, I, I don't know, brisket. Or do you all get together and all do it as if it were a competition? Yeah. So we 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 do practice it as a competition. Um, yeah, so we have hand in windows and, um, we, we, we don't, we don't do boxing up as such, or, you know, we don't go to that level. Uh, it, it's just more, um, making sure that we're familiar with our timings. Um, you know, sometimes we miss them, <laughs> sometimes we don't. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's usually a lot of food left over and we have a big family feast at one of our, one of our houses and have a lot of leftovers. <laughs> now that's interesting that you guys all get together and then uh, treat it as if it were a competition. So you, you will uh, what sit down and work out what time you want dinner and then work out your, your competition time frames backwards from that. Uh, pretty much. Well, we usually like to have um, the, the brisket ready for, for, for the dinner. Cause you know, it's the, it's usually the star of the show, right? So um, we'll, we'll aim for like a, five o'clock window for the beef and, and we'll work backwards from there with, you know, on the, on the hourly hand-ins. And I mean, saying like this sounds a little bit regimented and uh, a little bit odd, but it, it, it tends not to go quite that way. It's, it's, it's a lot more of a relaxed um, environment. I, I wish, I wish all comps were like that, but yeah, it, it's, it's, you know, we don't crucify ourselves if we, we don't hit a window or, you know, snags happen and, and, you know, pits go out and, whatever the case may be, but you know, we just, we try to be a little bit structured around things. And I think that's where the consistency side of things really shines through for us. Yeah. Drill, drill, drill is the way to get there. I think. Um, alrighty. So with, uh, with the way that the last sort of 12 months have sort of panned out, I mean, you, you guys were getting quite into your, into your catering and all that sort of stuff there. Um, give us an idea of, of, of what sort of what happened um, to the catering side of things and when we're going to be able to get out there and get some more primal iron. Um, yeah. So while catering was on, uh, well, sorry, while COVID were the, the full lockdown was going on, um, we sort of decided um, that we'd try and do a few gigs um, just to, to get, get the guy, some of the guys that, you know, were, were had their hours cut. Um, so we handed over um, catering for, for a couple of months and, we all just jumped in and, and helped out. Um, you know, we, I think at one stage they were doing um, pop-ups every two to three weeks around our uh, Morton Bay region. Um, you know, just 
fantastic support from 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 everybody around you know, it made a big difference to these guys um we we tend to sort of back it off a little bit during comp season uh where we're looking at doing uh another event very soon at brendale brewing um i'm not sure quite when that is i think it's in a in about three months time um but yeah you know we 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 it's a fantastic little escape for us. You know, we all have day jobs that are, are not cooking jobs. Um, and so, you know, to be able to get out and, you know, see the guys that, that come down for the, for the feeds, you know, we get barbecue teams coming in from around the place and, and, you know, being able to catch up in those times again, it's, it's fantastic. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's a, it's a good little hobby and it's, it's good when you can get away from your day job to do the things that you like. And, you know, we're very lucky that we've, we've been gifted this opportunity. Yeah, no doubt about that at all. It's, it's funny that you mentioned how, how nice it is to be able to catch up and to, and to meet up with, with, uh, with the barbecue family. You mentioned uh, Bluebird before. I finally made it out to Warwick to their, um, to their smokehouse out in Warwick there. And I, I walked in the door and, um, and uh, Katie saw me and she said, oh, Ben, Primal was here just the other day. <laughs> and I, I just missed you guys by like this much. But yeah, how how good is that smokehouse out there in Warwick? Man, that's something else. We absolutely love Jim and Katie. Um, they're one of our closest fr um, friends in the barbecue circuit. Um, you know, we get out there whenever we can. Unfortunately, it's nowhere near as frequently as we like. Um, but everything that they they pump out up there is amazing. Uh, they they do this um, half fried chicken. They smoke it, and I don't. Well, I don't know what it is. It's just amazing. It's just <laughs> so much flavour and so tender and juicy. I'll, one of these days, I'll I'll peg Jim down and get that recipe off him. I I just just have dreams about that chicken. Oh yeah, it was so good. We went um, four wheel drive camping out at uh, Gordon Country out there, and of of course, you know, packed everything except the the cool clothes, <laughs> the the winter, the cool weather clothes, not thinking it'd be. Um, cool out there and so we uh, we got out there on, on the first night it was so cold w went into the kiosk there and said look where's the nearest town we need to go buy some hoodies and and you know jeans and things and she said Warwick I went yes <laughs> <laughs> and so so we went in and we uh, we hit up uh, Big W in there and then hit um, hit the smokehouse on the way out it was fantastic and we we ordered the platter did you have the platter uh, well so when we went up we uh I don't think we got the platter as such. I think Jim and, and we, we kind of placed an order and then Jim and Katie just sent out um, a, a tray loaded to the sky with, you know, that just, it just goes to show their generosity and, and you know, the, the love that they share. And it was a platter. I don't know if it was the platter, but, um, you know, it was absolutely to, to die for. I, I think we left about one stick of uh, mac, mac and cheese on the, on the, on the table and, some chicken bones. Yeah. Yeah. It was just the three of us when we went out there and um, the leftovers were dinner that night and then lunch again the next day. So it was, it was so much food. It was so yeah. good. So good. Um, yeah, now speaking of good. Warwick, we do have a question here from uh, one Mr. Rusty Ian Dellett, bit of a, uh, bit of a well-known character there. He wants to know, are you going <laughs> to Warwick for a three Pete? Are we going to see you pull up a, uh, pull up a third GC in Warwick? Oh, look, I, I, I'm quite comfortable 
saying that it's almost impossible for us to pull up a third GC. Um, look, well, that's, I, 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 we never, we never see it coming. Uh, honestly, I, I would, I, I, I'm speechless even thinking about it. You know, uh, that's not something we would ever assume or presume. Um, you know, we just, we just do the best that we can do. And, you know, if we're lucky enough to get a call or a mention here or there, then we, we will absolutely take it. But um, do I think we're going to get a third GC? Absolutely not. Did I think we would get a second? No. Did I think we'd get a first? No. But, you know, here we are. It's, we're just very lucky to be in the situation that we're in. And, um, yeah, I, I, yeah I, I can't see it happening. And if it happened, I'd, I don't even know what I'd do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Well, look, mate, I'm, I'm just going to say thank you very much for your time today coming on board. I, I really do have my fingers crossed for you that you do pick up a third GC out in Warwick. Um, I'm, I'm hoping to make it out there myself, so I'm hoping to be able to catch up with you in person. And, uh, yeah, as I said, thanks for coming on board the show. Thanks very much for having me, mate. And there you have it, family. That was Dave Kenyon from Black Bark Barbecue and Matt Redman from Primal Iron Barbecue. How awesome are those guys? They both love their barbecue. They're happy to share knowledge and they're great ambassadors for the sport. And for me personally, I'm stoked to see barbecue competitions back in Queensland again. From us here at the Smoking Hot Confessions team, we wish these fellas all the best of luck through the rest of the season. We're looking forward to watching how it plays out for them. Now, before I let you go, just a quick reminder, do keep June 26 and 27 free for Barbicon. It's the world's first online barbecue conference. That's going to be a whole lot of fun. And... Get your free ebook, The Beginner's Guide to Real Barbecue, over on the smokinghotconfessions.com website. Come join us at the Smoking Hot Confessions Barbecue community uh, on Facebook. And that is where we actually do all these live recordings. So if you'd like to be part of the live recording, get your comments and your questions put up on the screen. Make sure you come join us in that community because that's where we do the live recordings. If you're watching on YouTube, it's the thumbs up, the subscribes, the notification bells. Facebook is the likes, the shares, and the comments. IGTV is the hearts and the follows, and Apple TV, the five-star ratings and reviews. All of those things trip the algorithms and tell those platforms to push our show out further to more people like you, and so that helps us out and helps us spread the word of barbecue here in Australia. And that is about all the time that I have for today. So until next time, take care of each other and keep on queuing. Thanks for listening to the Smoking Hot Confessions podcast. Head on over to smokinghotconfessions.com for recipes, tips, and Ben's own confessions. <laughs>